previously on Elite Dangerous. Yeah, you see, this is another thing for Spike. You have community goals are so 3304. <laughs> are they the in thing? No, they're the out thing. <laughs> what, what, what year are we? 3305. Ah, right, missed okay. one. I missed one out. And no. Somewhere in the depths of Hutton Orbital, a lumbering creature stirs. The smell of steak wafts down a long and lonely corridor. A howl of anguish emerges from the direction of Cubicle 3. A gentle hubbub is heard from the Anaconda showroom. Time passes. Gandalf takes the map. Oh, uh, sorry, wrong screen. The muffled sounds of a wardrobe being emptied emerge from a small cubicle not far away. Cries of ah and ooh are heard and even the occasional ouch. Presently the clomping of ill-shod feet, half shuffling, half limping and half attempting to run is heard approaching down the corridor. The door to Studio 5 shoots open, hitting the bulkhead with an almighty clang. The lumbering behemoth collapses into the nearest chair, looking dishevelled, worn out and somewhat unkempt. So dishevelled we had to make the point twice, and utters the immortal phrase, Our mics are live! Good evening, truckers, whatever your position and whatever your predicament. We have a huckerless show tonight, so expect the quality to be higher than normal. Tonight's show apparently is powered by Ye Olde Tech, ICL 1903, Dragon 32, BBCB and Electron. Other retrokit is available. Anyway, a quick control break and on with the show. Tonight in the studio we have with us Harry Balzac. Good evening all, I'm offering my sincerest apologies today, as I'm sorry to have to introduce the Hotbox Apology Officer this evening. Thank you, but it's me who does the apologising around here, thank you, and my apologising, my apologies for correcting you, and for treading on your toes in the way in earlier. It's my great pleasure to introduce the legendary elite combatant that is Norma Snockers. Thank you, and good evening everyone. I'm in control here, on with the show. Let's hear those bongs, Mr. Schaefing. Travelling top trucker, talker, taken to task. Mapping madness means more people getting lost than ever before. A special live apology from Hutton's Hotbox Apology Officer. Sorry, apologies. Um, sorry again. Uh, uh, I'm really sorry. Pilots Federation buys a new tie, but what colour will it be? Xeno Crash Diet Confusion. Atrus sifts and strains bug hunting targets. Loose sorting out my bunions. Somia standing in. Opposite the wondrous elite combatier Norma too. OMG.
Our very own buck-necked spokesman for Lake on Spaceways has been picked up by the fuzz. He had no indication that this was about to happen, which is ironic, because system authorities had spotted Buck making a late-night manoeuvre without Spaceways a signal has been and definitely without docking permission. So they proceeded to complete a successful interdiction. Buck's ship's ident of For the Mug, which he usually relies on to get him out of trouble in those tricky don't-you-know-who-I-am situations, raised suspicion with the system patrol in case it was a signal source indicating a distribution centre for the illegal drug Onionhead. Luckily, there's a happy ending to this story as Buck's clever tongue once again came to the rescue. Buck sent a local message to the system authority as he explained who the truckers are, and although he met with the same sympathetic response as you get from a military interdiction, he was allowed to break Maslock and proceed to his home system. Fearless Alec Turner of Bucky Baller's fame has embarked on a new challenge this week. Finding the galaxy too big to map and yet still be home in time for our tea, our fabled hero has his sight set on a more localised challenge. Kume, in the Chai Herculeus system, afforded the moniker the first great planetary expedition. The mission is to tickle the chosen location with thousands of theodolites and wrangle and mangle maths on geometry and try to make sense of their place in the world. A representative from the expedition, likely to be renamed the secondary planetary expedition if previous events are anything to go by, has offered the following prose from their excursion sales literature. The idea behind the first great planetary expedition is that a group exploration expedition in the grand tradition of things like distance worlds, but instead of jumping and honking our way around the galaxy in ships, we'll be driving around our chosen moon in SRVs. There will be grand vistas to admire, challenging terrain to be overcome, mountains to be scaled, vast deserts to be crossed, and strong bonds of friendship to be forged. The ever-present Earth-like world of Apazam, Apazam, around which the moon orbits at a distance of something like 15,000 kilometers, will provide a constant spectacle in the sky, and with an orbital period of just 0.2 days and constant solar eclipses, the ever-changing lighting conditions will ensure that no two places on this extraordinary world will ever look the same. The first great planetary expedition, then, is the new mission to seek out one strange newish world, seek out non-existent civilizations and avoid new life forms. A cutting-out expedition has already armed itself with scissors, crayon and sticky tape and made a model with key points already mapped so people don't get lost while exploring. Makes you wonder if they know how to do this exploring lark at all. And whether they've paid attention to the Cubs Compass classes. Hutton Orbital Cooperative Incident Report Incident Location Hutton Orbital Date and Time of Incident 2030 Hours 1st March 3305 Reporting Officer Mia Harkness Circulate to his fluffiness of in the fear progenitor Leah Wolf Type of Incident Hotbox Type of Damage Other Well, here we are again don't worry, nothing get broken this time. Nobody's dead, or even mostly dead. Hutton is undamaged, apart from the big dent next to Pad 2, which has totally been there for ages. We haven't insulted any other races, and there are no incontinent herds of anything stampeding through the parade this week. No, this time, 
it was personal or personnel depending on how you look at it. My colleagues and I made our respective runs out to Hutton on Thursday night and by chance we all seemed to arrive at more or less the same time. We had the bright idea of getting some selfies together and everyone posed their ships so Proxima Centauri bathed them in a flattering light. I noticed at the time that they all seemed really keen to have their pics taken early and looking good for the camera. We all turned in for the night with everyone agreeing who would load who in the next night's mug mate. You know how excited people get. Imagine my surprise when I went to the hotbox offices in the lower rotunda next evening to round people up. The office was empty apart from co-pilot Bella, who had wrapped herself up in Commander Rampage's snuggle blankie. She just gave me a look. I went out into the corridor and noticed floor mopping guy was there. He was trying to avoid me and normally I would be glad of that, but this time I knew something was going on. I shouted after him. No response. He just mopped faster, trying to get away from me as I walked towards him. Finally, I called one of them in that side corridor where the 3D food printer vending machine sits. All I could do was mop round in circles as I approached. Where did they go? I asked. Nothing. Head down, mopping furiously. Where did they go, floor mopping guy? This time he turned and mopped sheepishly in the corner. Tell me where they went, floor mopping guy. His shoulders slumped ever so slightly and he pointed to the vid screen in the far wall. Two things about this amazed me. It was the first time he had ever interacted directly with anyone and how the hell did he manage to keep mopping one-handed? I looked at the advert in the vid screen and everything made sense. Garish letters read, It's Friday night and Friday night means happy hour at Fat Ernie's Brewery Spa and all night fly through taxidermist. Bastards! They had bunked off, to mug me- they bunked off the mug meat. I got in the comm to command the rampage. Voice only, funny that. Where are you guys? We are uh, round the back of the station near Cubicle 3 storage tanks. It was um, too bright round the front for short engineer and he was getting a headache so we can round the back where it's uh, shady. Really I replied, because I'm watching the live feed from Fat Ernie's and it looks like you're getting your hump waxed. He thought for a moment and then said, yeah, tell you what, those fizzy fruity things you like are half price and the chilli nuts are free for the next couple of hours. Come on over, the guys are missing you. At this point, Malice XR3 butted in, shouting in the ancient earth dialect, Mackam. Had a way and something, canny bag of chudar, something, something, pet. You see, shouted Rampage, that means he misses you. Well, there was nothing going on at Hutton, and I do really like those fizzy fruity drinks, so I headed over. Once I got myself docked, I went in search of the AWOL hotbox crew. As I approached the bar, I could hear the taxidermist shouting at one of the customers, I am not stuffing an albino quishua mammoth, besides which it's still alive. Well, it wouldn't last long at Fat Ernie's with that attitude now, would he? I found them in the spa bar. I didn't recognise them at first as they were all dressed in white bathrobes and slippers with matching towel turbans. Short engineer was lying out in a recliner with slices of something green covering his eyes. Boris the bouncer and masseuse was giving him an, an Indian head massage. Rampage interrupted his hump waxing. Yeah, they were still at it. And we vigorously spilling something green and sweet smelling from a fishbowl sized cocktail glass. Malice was leaning over the side of his recliner, trying to scoop something purple and gelatinous out of a pint glass, while Ursula the nail technician waited patiently. Bobby came over with his face flush red and both cheeks bulging to the point where his lips had turned purple. He pointed at his mouth and shouted something unintelligible. I sighed. 
Bobby, I know you can fit three Apomis eggs in your mouth at one time. No, said Hilda the beauty tech, beauty tech leading him away. He's trying to tell you he's allergic to Botox. Shortly after my bathrobe and slippers arrived, along with a fizzy fruity, and it all gets a bit vague after that. No complaints really, I just wanted to let you know that I have a two for one orifice bleaching voucher if you want it. Anyway, happy Alexander Graham Bell Day. Mia Harkness, apology officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again! I'm not sorry! A propaganda release from the Pilots Federation this week declared the presence of a new tie. No further details have been released, but given that the 70s keep coming back despite our best efforts to be more backward than the lead leading lead speculators to speculate that the new tie is in fact a kipper. Additional paraphernalia may be forthcoming too, maybe a matching hanky or perhaps a tie-pin tie-in. Speculation is red hot about what colour the new tie will be in. Oh, jeez. Followed the space-themed and dinosaur-patterned predecessors, it's anyone's guess, so... Anyone? Guess? Anyone? No? No. Anyone? No. 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 The ever-encroaching Xenomenace has encroached just that little bit closer to Alvin's true toy stash this week. Oversights, no, not overlights, oversights in Hutton hierarchy meant that Xeno warriors were not called to arms, leaving Tharg and his green-blooded crew free to roam as they wished. Recently released reports revealed massive Thargoid presence in several systems close to Hutton space. First interpretation surmised that, rather than being overrun by lots of little green men, each system was home to one single, solitary, big, fat, overweight Xeno. Xenomines then took over and declared that it's worse than we thought, and it's lots of nasty, bitey little ones bringing gifts. Green, gooey gifts. New hankies to wipe out the gloop are required, we think. Good evening, trackers! Atris5060 reporting in with the Canon Research's latest intel on the Thargoids. It's another rough week for humanity. Eagle Eye reported last week that the Thargoids were targeting Badabadsitst, Escati, Songbi, LP734-32, CD54471 and Padias and Padias. Paddy, Paddy yes, yes, Paddy ass. Hmm. I've got something bouncing back in my ears. Let me have a look and see what's going on. Somebody somewhere's doing. Someone's having a toffee crisp. That shouldn't be working like this. Is it the Xbox party? It could be the Xbox party. Why is it in this room, is it? No, it's nice down here. It shouldn't. Oh, you know what? It is. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Jesus, Jesus! You know what? If I was <laughs> did you restart the wrong server? No, I didn't start the wrong server. It's the right server. I just realised that the VPN is on and it's going a little bit whoopy. Bear with us, everyone. On behalf of Hot and Radio, I can only apologise. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. Why is this coming through my ears? This makes no sense! Turn, oh, there. They found it. 
<coughs> and as if by magic, they disappeared. <laughs> now, where was I? Oh, yeah. It's another. <laughs> Who's editing this one tonight? It's not me. It's a wee bit echoey, isn't it? Where's that coming from? Was that you? That one was. You bugger. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting. Got it. Right. Now that we've eliminated all of the gherkins and the gremlins, it's time to get on with my top truckers. My, no, I don't do the top truckers. Oh my gosh. Um, we've gone a wee bit wayward. Just, just a wee bit, wee bit. Um, can another HS5060 please report to the radio station? Because I've made a total donkey's arse out of this one. <clears throat> Thank you. Good evening, truckers. HS5060 reporting in with the Canon Research's latest intel on the Thargoids. It's another rough week for humanity. Eagle Eye reported last week that the Thargoids were targeting Bad Bass Buzzers. Eskite, Songbait, LP734-T2, CD54-471 and Paddy Ass. Whilst anti-Xeno groups were also dealing with incursions in LTT911, HIP24046, Vajading, Camelus, Apishana and Anchor. What an anchor! Unfortunately, given the amount of systems in need of rescue, we were unable to save any of last week's Eagle Eye targets, and only managed to lift the incursions in LTT 911. There are now 11 active Thargoid incursions taking place, with multiple damage stations, meaning both anti-Xeno groups and Operation IDA have their work cut out for them. Any available commanders are asked to assist in the flight the, in the fight against the Thargoids by either engaging them in combat or helping with rescue and repairs of nearby damaged stations. To add on to our already strained efforts, Eager Eye is reporting six new targets that will need to be defended to prevent additional incursions from developing. The targeted systems this week are Cambo, HIP 10492, HIP 4024, Orang, Ross 695, and Opila. The priorities will be to defend, in order, Ross 695, Opila, HIP 10492, and Orang. Although it's looking grim for those in the bubble, we can still turn the tide of this war. The Thargoids are getting closer and closer to Trucker Space and Thor! <laughs> that Thor with a home of humanity, and humanity needs you more than ever, Truckers. Your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, will be to defend Ross 695, Opilia, Hip 10492, and Orang. Let's crush those bugs <laughs> for the bug! Finally, it's over. As a penance for the continued crimes of the Hotbox crew, I've been assigned to take over Lou's chores. Sadly, not an enjoyable one like massaging Norma's bunions, I've been given the job of explaining to you filthy truckers what's going on in hot space. We have a special BGS note today. Commander Claire Helen is hoping to organize any willing PS4 commanders it as a penance for the continued crimes of the hot box crew, I have been assigned to take over loose chores. 
Sadly not an enjoyable one like massage enormous bunions, I've been given the job of explaining to you filthy truckers what's going on in hot space, and what you need to do about it. For a change, I thought I'd do the colonial bit first, well, I say for a change, it's really because Hanky threatened to whip out his snake and beat me with it, and I'm not going to risk it. Trucking is profitable in Eolpricol Centauri and Duriso, with boobs and investments. Sorry, booms, I definitely meant booms and investits going on, and we're winning the election in Tur. A couple more days of wins there, and we have that in the bag, so the word from 22,000 LY away is, work enter. Back home where it all matters, there isn't a great deal to focus on. The most important jobs are to get LHS 340, LP 532-81, and Van Monen's star back under 60%, and to truck meds to Wolf 25 where there is an outbreak, and there for Organizers of the Distant Worlds 2 expedition have requested materials for two construction projects in the Galactic Center. To protect contributors to the campaign, Deep Space Surveys have also authorized bounty vouchers for all wanted vessels. More details later. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons. Plus me daughters at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> Humanity is under attack, Commander, and it's up to each of us to stop the Thargoid menace. If you are in or near the bubble, you need to get effing involved. Effing involved? That's right, Commander. You need to either fix, ferry, or fight. Um, I'm just a cargo hauler. I can't get involved in a war. You need to take that truck to the nearest station under repair, check the top galnet store to see what supplies they need, and start hauling to fix that station, trucker. Hey, I'm a hot hand at the stick, but I stay away from the fighting. Think you're a hot pilot, do you? Then you need to ferry civilians off of burning stations. That will be hot enough for you. Just be sure to pack some heat sinks. Oi, I'm the baddest bounty hunter a Hazra's ever saw. You wanna go? Easy there, Trigger. You think you're a tough combat pilot? You need to try fighting Thargoid scouts. Check what systems Eagle Eye says are under attack and look for the non-human signal sources, threats three and four. Join the struggle, Commander. Get effing involved. Save humanity. Fix, ferry, or fight.
Paid for by the Hutton Ministry of Information Propaganda and Signals. Okay. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Distant Worlds Resource Initiative and Distant World Security Detail are two CGs taking place out near Sagittarius A. So, sorry if you're in the bubble, but the, it's a bit fast to travel. There may be something next week for you. The organisers of the Distant Worlds 2 expedition have requested materials for two construction projects in the Galactic Centre. The exploration fleet aims to build a megaship and installation in the Stume FG-Y D7561 system. Dr. Kai, Fleet Liaison for Deep Space Surveys, explained, This installation will be a place for scientists to study the supermassive black hole at Sagittarius A. Future explorers visiting the station will be well looked after by Deep Space Surveys, to whom we will hand the keys before continuing to Beagle Point. Bauxite, water and liquid oxygen should be delivered to explorers' anchorage in the Stume FG-Y D7561 system. To protect contributors to the mining side of the campaign, Deep Space Surveys have authorised bounty vouchers for all wanted vessels. The initiative began today the 7th of March and will run for one week. If the final target is earlier than planned, it may end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering mined bauxite, water and liquid oxygen or handing in bounty vouchers at Explorer's Anchorage in the Stume FGY D7561 system. And that's this week's CG News. Well, I went down to Hutton and I saw Alvin. He was like, Borf? And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, then this pirate comes up to me and he's all like, give me all your stuff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, well, later, I'm on the planet and this skimmer comes up and it's like, pew, pew. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because this is my faction state or whatever. Yeah, and this is your faction state of whatever. And this is our faction state of whatever. Well then, it was 3am and I'm in a war zone wearing my python. This fed comes up and he says, Hey, punk. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Right, yeah, and then I'm smuggling in the Rubigo and Officer Leroy comes up to me and he's like, hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
well, then up comes Simuth. I'm like, yo, Simuth, what's up? He's like, nothing. And I'm like, that's cool. Because this is my faction state of whatever. And this is our Hutton faction of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Galnet News Digest, 7th of March 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, anarchy accusation for a distant world's dreamers. Scammers make off with spy bot jewels. Truth said. Around the planet in 30 days. Anarchy accusation for distant world dreamers. The campaign to outfit the station next to Sagittarius A-Star is already in trouble. The bearded, caftan-wearing peacenik explorers who paid for the station in Stumii FG-Y D7561 didn't think about security. And with a bandwagon of pirates and other ne'er-do-wells taking up residence at the new station, the previously uninhabited system has become a den of thieves and a pirate stronghold with the supposedly democratic deep space surveys completely unable to keep the peace. With impending lockdown, attempts to outfit the new station are likely to fail, leaving Explorer's Anchorage a useless white elephant, attracting all the wrong sorts of tourists. The doomed campaign calls for huge amounts of bauxite, water and liquid oxygen, suggesting that the station is to be kitted out using aluminium and blocks of ice, should the almost inevitable lockdown be averted. The station has already been criticised for attracting far too many sightseers to Sagittarius A-star, turning the black hole at the centre of the galaxy into a second-rate stop-off point for galactic tour buses. We'll have to wait and see what more damage Distant Worlds 2 can do to the fragile natural beauty of the galaxy. Scammers make off with spy bot jewels. The so-called Macrosphere initiative to detect spy software in personal robots has been revealed to be a massive scam after the organisers disappeared with thousands of tonnes of freshly mined jewels. DS Leonis Industries, which organised the collection, is believed to have been an innocent party in the fraud. However, Tanya Sharp turns out not to exist, and her company, Macrosphere, is not listed at Company's house. Shortly after the initiative concluded, Sharp is reported to have disappeared, along with all the mined jewels. A spokesperson for the Federal Intelligence Agency condemned those responsible for taking advantage of vulnerable independent pilots and admitted it was unlikely that the missing jewels would ever be found. Truth said. The leader of Imperial Faction The Sovereignty has announced his retirement from active service. DJ Truthsayer, for many years the leading purveyor of theories about the Formidine Rift, about Thargoids, Galcop, the INRA and Raxler, 
has hung up his flight suit after what apparently feels like 3,000 years in the cockpit. The grizzled veteran commander plans a retirement playing video games about pirates set in humanity's distant past. Thank you so much, DJ. We really appreciated the follow. Around the planet in 30 days. Buckyball Supremo and Fuel Rat Commander Alec Turner is planning a full on-the-ground exploration of an entire planet, and everyone is welcome to join in. The planet Kume in the Chi Herculeus system has a varied geography and numerous points of interest. In a spacecraft, blink and you'd miss it. But in an SRV, driving from one point of interest to another and circumnavigating the entire planet over 30 intensive days, the first great planetary expedition should get to know this planet in immersive detail. Points of interest to be visited include Grim Face Crater, the Southern Ghosts, and the Cliffs of Insanity. Once Commander Turner and his followers complete their month-long survey, they can take comfort that there are only around 800 billion more planets left to explore. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Broadcasting on the only frequency you can receive. Without us, there's nothing. This old buck naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. Now, how do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as flying without enough sleep. Yep, running on five hours of sleep right now. I could use a nap. But instead, let's get on to our top trucker from last week. Yay. From the explorers, jumping around like them morning rabbits in a field. 
Commander Ed Hunter took the lead with just about 74,400 light years jumping. What is that? Are we trying to cross the entire Milky Way or something? Whatever. That's that's a long way to fly in one week. And tearing up the Don's Pithy Pirates this week is Commander Galen Reynolds with 26.1 million credits earned and accounted for. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Texas Stu with 360 mission points earned. Now what's up with these low numbers? Are we all supposed to be sitting around on our collective rear ends at this time? And for them truckers hauling cargo, I don't know which name to mention, Commander Ninj bought over 47,000 tons, but he only sold 26,000. On the other hand, Commander Firm Cheeks <laughs> didn't lose his entire life savings while transporting over 28,000 tons around the galaxy because he actually sold everything he bought. Ninj, we got our eyes on you. You're being a little crooked there. Driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander Sky hauled 5,545 passengers around the galaxy. Apparently, one of the passengers he delivered was Commander Terran, dropping him off in Mexico. If you ain't, even, if you ain't, <laughs> if you ain't seen his pictures today, he's redder than a turnip. I'm telling you, too much sun. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 9 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of March was done by Commander Valerian in 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 12 seconds. You think you got what it takes to beat these scores? Then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. Well, by the way, I didn't see a, an Odie flying he must have fallen asleep too. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker. Brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy that fly themselves while you prepare tax returns. Thank goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger?